This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Elspa. It's like, hey, let's figure out our break even. You know, in other words, I'm going to collect this many checks now at this dollar amount versus if I took the higher dollar amount, but less checks, right? And your retirement cheerleader, Danielle Elspa. I think you're right. I think it's just that people don't want to talk about this stuff. Together, they form your retirement offensive line from innovative financial solutions. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Elspa. Welcome in to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspall. Brought Ooh. to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. We're here every Saturday morning with you folks from 7 to 8 a.m. And thank you so much for listening to our show. Good morning, Danielle. Good morning. You added our last name in on in the intro. I was a little yeah, thrown off. Know. I was like, oh, woke me up a little bit. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah, Good morning. Good morning. So yeah, excited so to be here. We're, we're, uh, we, we always try to bring good information to mm-hmm. you uh, folks out there listening. And, uh, and, and information is only a piece of all of this and how we can help you. Um, uh, you know, information is only as good as, as, as much as you use it. Right. Okay, and so don't just listen to our show or or read information out there or educate yourself in whatever form it is. Do something about it, mm-hmm. and you can start by calling us today at 332-7855 and take action in your own retirement, in your success, and your family's success, okay? Um, and you can also look us up on the web at theinnovativeteam.com, theinnovativeteam.com. You can listen to past shows. You can get uh, you can download our retirement toolkit. Mm-hmm. Who that's a great place to start as well to get some uh, more in depth information. For example, on Social Security uh, strategies and benefits. Um, and so there's there's no excuse. Yeah, really and that's completely complimentary. So no yeah. no cost associated with that. So, um, and then one last thing, if you haven't bought the book. Yep. Right. So you've got to buy Brock's book. So the last paycheck um, debuted in March. So it's been a few months now and um, debuted as the number one book on Amazon for the financial industry. That was pretty cool. So if you haven't purchased it, purchase it. Just go to Amazon.com. It's $12.95 a book. Um, it's great. It's called The Last Paycheck, How to Create Sustainable Retirement Income and Keep the Paychecks Coming In, which we think is everyone's number one goal, right, in retirement. Right. So check out the book. It's 65 pages. It's a very easy read. We've gotten some great feedback from people who've read it. Um, we've actually had people say, hey, will you send this to a friend of mine? Or, you know, um, where can where can my friend get this and pick it up? Or I've shared it with people. It's just we've gotten great feedback. And we actually got our first check of the proceeds from the book, which was pretty exciting. So we got our first amount, um, as we mentioned in previous shows and out there in the public, you know, we do not plan to keep any of the money made from the book. You know, Brock really truly created the book as an educational tool and a good resource for people. So we got our first, um, proceeds from the book and we were able to donate, um, $200 to junior achievement here in Cape Girardeau to help with uh, financial literacy for our young kiddos in the community. So that was pretty exciting. So that was our first round of, money that we were able to donate. So that has happened. And so keep buying the book so that we can keep giving back to our community too. All right. There it is. So uh, (laughs) we do have a great show for you lined up today. Um, It's actually the title of our show this week is Shocking Retirement Statistics and Mistakes. Mm, There it is. So, you know, information out there about what uh, the general uh, public is doing mm-hmm. and what mistakes they're making are, is a good thing for you to know so you don't make those. right again you okay. mentioned earlier t- taking your knowledge and using it so this is some more information that we're going to give you to be able to use so um i'm really kind of looking forward to today's show aren't you i am always. i always look forward always to shows. yeah yeah, yeah. all our shows we always like to do different topics and and different um, ideas. So, and I know Brock mentioned this, but you can go back to our website and listen to any previous shows and they are labeled with the topics and the titles. So you can kind of pick ones that you may want to listen to. You can also podcast us. So we're on Spotify, iTunes, and Google. So, you know, there's no excuse not to listen to our show. So anyway, I wanted to get that last little plug. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some shocking retirement statistics and mistakes. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, okay. Um, you know, today, like I say, we're going to talk about uh, both some shocking retirement statistics as well as three common retirement strategy mistakes. Mm, okay. Okay. So first and foremost, 
I want to focus on some of the statistics mm-hmm. about savings habits with Americans mm-hmm. and the average American. Okay? This sounds scary. <laughs> I know, right? Because I kind of already know. <laughs> so I want you to focus on out there that you're not average. Okay. Then you don't yeah. uh, make these, some of these mistakes. But unfortunately, um, if every if we had 10 people in a room and everybody said that, you know, raise their hand and say, no, I don't make that mistake. You're lying. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. you know, it's, unfortunately, we just we're human mm-hmm. and, um, and and we don't always make the best decisions. Um, but you're likely to read about um, a lot of these different studies that are out mm-hmm. there that examine how people save for retirement, or in many cases, how they're not saving for retirement. Right. Um, but we want to discuss a few from a April of this year's Motley Fool. I'm sure everybody that's, if you've listened to this radio show, you've probably heard of Motley Fool. Um, it's an investing uh, community, if you will, and they post articles and and have forums and discussions about different uh, topics. Mm. And so uh, one of the articles is called Five Jaw-Dropping Stats About Americans' Retirement Savings. Mm -hmm. And again, it is available at fool.com if you'd like to read it. So you've probably heard that Americans are behind on their retirement savings. Yeah, you call about the crisis, the crisis that's coming. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Well, the crisis is more so that so many people... Uh, uh, i.e. the baby boomer mm-hmm. generation are mm-hmm. coming down the pipeline when it comes to retirement. And that's yeah. happening right now, yeah. starting right now. In right. Other words. Yeah. So this is a different crisis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so um, you, you, you anyway, so uh, would you believe that a third of people have less than $5,000 saved? And even worse, about one in five have nothing saved at all. So 20% mm-hmm. people don't have any retirement savings at all. This means that if these workers were to start savings, they may have to save more and work longer than their peers. Um, that's that's yeah. that's kind Whew. of crazy, isn't that? Yeah, that's not even close to the, um, what's the general rule, the six months of savings in case something happened. That's not even close. Right. <laughs> you're not even close to right. that. So if you're not saving right. anything or if you have less than 5,000 saved. And so I don't know. I mean, I'm in this business. I've been doing this for 18 years. So it's like I'm... I'm in the trenches, but, uh, you know, I just had a thought about somebody that if you weren't in this business, obviously, um, and, and do you think people just think that social security is just going to be enough? Yeah, I do. I think a lot of people, maybe not enough, but I think they think whatever they've got going on in their employer plan, um, well, but they're not, they don't have an employer plan. They have nothing saved. Nothing. Yeah. Like they're not doing anything. Well then yes, I think they think they will make it. They'll figure out some way. They're either going to cut back enough or, you know, I just, or is it just a matter of, okay, that's 20 years from now. I'll figure it out later. Mm -hmm. I think there's some of that too. Yeah. I may not be alive in 20 years. Right. Yeah. You get that. Yeah. Some people just want to say, well, I'm I'm just, I'm just throwing out ideas, ideas and thought provoking, you know, statements here just to, I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. it out. Why would you not have anything saved? I well, mean, you I think know. so many people are living paycheck to paycheck. All right. As we know, right? I mean, that's a that's just kind of our society and people are not paying, what did they say? Pay yourself first. You're putting more value on things that really don't Correct. have value in today's world. Correct. In substitution of right. investing in yourself for the future. Yeah. You know, I, I actually relate it back. I don't know if you remember the commercial. Uh, it was a Lincoln Financial commercial. Okay. And it was a guy that was probably in his 30s or maybe early 40s. I'm not sure. Um, And he was getting on an airplane Mm -hmm. and uh, he sat next to an older guy. Mm -hmm. And it was himself like 25 or like 30 years from from the time in the present. And he was talking about like, hey, you know, what he he had done served him well. Mm Mm-hmm. And he had saved, and you know, of course, Lincoln wants you to use save, them, yeah, yeah, and use them, exactly. yeah. <laughs> and so I, I just thought, wow, yeah, that's that should hit home for a yeah. lot of people, you know. Um, it's not all about now, right? It's not all about oh, I'm not going to be alive and blah blah blah. Come on, man, like save for your future. And uh, I think most people understand that it's important. Mm-hmm. They just don't do it because they put more value on living today than they yeah. do. Well, and I think, too, you know, the, the comment that people say, I may not be alive, like, and I get people making that comment because that's an excuse for them, right? But I also think there's probably still somebody around that you're going to leave behind. So, you know, it's not okay to even leave that debt to somebody. You know, you find so many times that, like, when people pass and haven't had a plan, that, you know, they've left expenses, whether medical bills, funeral costs, you know, behind to somebody that's 
you know, that's not fair to do that to them. So you, you may be making those comments, but let's, let's also plan for... And even if you don't have debt, though, it's a matter of... Correct. Okay, maybe you do have a few things. Maybe, you're ha- maybe you don't have a lot of investments, per yeah. se, yeah. but you've got a house, a car, and those kinds of things. That's those all people debt. have to deal with. Yes, yes. Don't do that to people. So anyway, I think that's just a, that's a poor, poor choice of an excuse. So <laughs> find a better one, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's talk about how far behind are most Americans in savings. So let's talk about truly what's the number look like. Yeah. So according to the article, a median household retirement savings account. Okay. So now we're talking about the median household retirement savings okay. account. <clears throat> Excuse me. Has a balance of only $50,000. Now that's for all households. Okay. Okay. But baby boomers as a group are better off. They better be mm-hmm. because they're getting closer to retirement. Yep. Uh, with a median savings of $152,000. Okay. Okay. Uh, their children, Generation X. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yep, that's me. us. <laughs> um, have a median retirement savings of $66,000. I'd say that's scary. Yeah. That's, well, exactly. And yeah. if you, yeah. you know, you think, oh, I got $60,000 and I'm 40 years old. No, right. that's not good either. No. You know. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it's, well, I, I, I shouldn't say that because it's all relative. Right. Okay. Um, as to what you're are making on yeah. your expenses, and, you know, may, maybe, you know, if that's projected out, maybe you will have, you know, three or $400,000 by the time you retire. And with social security and that, you might be okay. You know, it's all, again, it is all relative, but uh, as a general rule, that's, that's, you know, that's pretty low. A little concerning. <laughs> um, and yeah. a group with the longest lifetime, or excuse me, the longest time before retirement, the millennials have just $23,000 saved. Um, but they at least have time on their mm-hmm. side. And that is the biggest attribute to your success, which is time. Right. And the shorter time period you have, the less likely you are to meet your goals. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're not doing the things that you need to be doing. Right. Um, and so, um, there you go. That that's is. that's your that's your answer to how far behind people are. There's some that's some savings. good numbers. So yeah. well, scary numbers, good and bad. <laughs> right. So do we have time for one more question? Or are we close to taking a break? Um. Yeah. No. We're we're close to taking. You okay. know what? Let's just go ahead and take a break right okay. now, and that okay. way we can just come back and start with our next question. Sounds good. Okay, it's all next on the retirement playbook with Brock and Danielle. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At Innovative Financial Solutions, we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you'd like a complimentary copy, call our office at 573-332-7855 or visit us at theinnovativeteam.com to learn more. Welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. Yep. This is all we do. We help people retire every day. Every day. And yeah. uh, it's what drives us and drives me. And I love, love, love working with people yep. and helping them and making sure that we can uh, help you reach your retirement goals. You're so good at it, too. You love kind of doing the problem solving and, and creating the plan. So you really are a great cheerleader. I am. I'm a good hype man. For, is that a hype man? Is that what they call it? Hype woman, I guess I'd be. Yeah. <laughs> what I'd be. I don't so, know what you call it. Yeah. But. Yeah. So today's show is shocking retirement statistics and mistakes. So we kind of started out by talking about, you know, how far behind most Americans are in their retirement savings and kind of just an average of what people have in their retirement savings, which was a little concerning. Um, and so we're, you know, talking about an article. <clears throat> A Motley Fool article from April 2019, so very current, five jaw-dropping stats about American Americans' retirement savings. So that's what we're talking about, and that's the article we're using as a source. So um, let's kind of dive into the next question. So why are so many individuals behind in savings? I mean, I know we have our assumptions, but... Yeah, yeah. We Actually, we discussed this in mm-hmm. the first segment of why we think this is happening. And I, yeah. again, it's hard for me because I've been in this. Right. You know? This is what you do. This, this is your life. I've been in this since I graduated <laughs> college. I mean, yeah. seriously. Yeah, you have been. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I, I've been in the trenches uh, ever since. And so it's hard for me to try to relate to what why the average person mm-hmm. is doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. But here's, here's the article, though. It says that one reason that some retirement savings accounts are not where they should be is that many American workers are leaving money on the table. Hmm. If your employer offers a 401k match 
and you don't take full advantage of that match, you might as well be handing them your wallet. What an accurate statement. Yes. I've said this many, many, many of times. Yep. Is that at least do what your employer matches because you better be thankful that you even have a match. That's right. And it's free money, as you talk about. Yeah. People think that all companies have a 401k or some kind of retirement plan mm-hmm. and they all match. No, Mm-mm. that is not even close to the truth. If you've got an employer that matches, you consider yourself lucky, mm-hmm. okay? Because they are giving you free money. You're getting 100% ready return on the money that you're putting in mm-hmm. uh, up until the final, you know, the, the, the match dollar there. Uh, so do it. And I think most people probably do, I would hope. No, hope, uh, hope. Know. If not, do it. <laughs> if not, do it, yeah. <laughs> well, the people listening out. to our show are Yes, there you go, there you go. Smart. Yes, because we have good listeners. So we there do. you go, there you go. So um, Americans are missing, according to this article, mm-hmm. $24 billion in unclaimed matches each year. Wow. That is stunning. <laughs> I know. I'm like, if, if if our listeners could see our faces, both of our eyes are just bugging out. So <laughs> $24 billion in yeah. unclaimed matches each year? How scary. That makes me want to puke. Yeah. I was oh waiting for you to make that gosh. comment. <laughs> That's disgusting. It is. That's scary. Um, according to a financial engine survey cited in this article, that means that the typical employee is missing out on $1,336 of potential cash each mm. year. Mm. So they are basically leaving that money on the table. Yep. That is awful. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I don't know, again, why they're doing that. I mm-hmm. mean, it's such a simple deal. Hey, you're getting free money. It's like, hey, you just won a lottery. Nah, nah, it's okay. I don't need that money. No, I can tell you from my previous life that, and we mentioned this already that people are just living paycheck to paycheck and so i think from the perspective of i can't give up one two three percent of my paycheck because i won't be able to pay a bill now there's other conversations you can have about you know how you're living and living beyond your means and those kind of things but i can guarantee you that is that's why so so anyway but you're right it's never a good idea to leave any money on the table right (laughs) so so why would you do that but Yeah. yeah so what's another reason um Another reason would be is that retirement savings accounts are lacking mm-hmm. um, uh, that nearly 30% of Americans have already taken some form of withdrawal from their account. 30%? Wow. That's a lot. That's a big wow. one. I, I would not. Um, Let me guess that high. I wouldn't guess that high, but you know what? At, part of me says, yeah, that's not surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's that's crazy but this may be because and this is what the article says this may be because of hardship withdrawal like paying down debt unplanned medical expenses or even paying tuition for a child or grandchild Mm -hmm. while it can be tempting and some and sometimes understandable right yeah because you know life happens life happens yes and and the, the first thing i think of is out of all of those is not paying down debt uh not paying tuition for a child or grandchild but for medical expenses. Yeah, and they're know. just killing people. I mean, medical bills are the number one I mean, cost if you break that, these down, like paying down debt, no, don't use a retirement account to pay down right. debt. That's a terrible idea. Right. You know, go through your budget, reduce some of your spending, make some sacrifices yep. that you have to, that are hard. Don't get me wrong. It's not going to be easy, but make some sacrifices and pay down debt through your normal cash flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, as far as paying tuition for a child or grandchild, it goes back to what we always say. Take care of yourself. Yes. First. Right. Just like being on an airplane, you got to put your own mask on before you help anybody else put their mask on. You got to do the same thing when it comes to your retirement. Yep. Okay. This is your lifestyle. Okay. Is that, it's just a bad idea. Take care of yourself. If you have extra money and you want to put money in a Mm -hmm. 529 plan, or if you want to help your kid or or grandchild grandchild, uh, for tuition, fine. But that's an extra. Don't do it in lieu of saving money for your own retirement. And I just go back to, you know, I don't know how things changed. You know, of course, our, our parents did what they could for us. But, you know, we had to pay for our own college. Right. I mean, you know, and, and, and we got that debt, you know, that that college, you know, loans were ours. So, you know, again, you know, it's not your responsibility to pay for all of that. So those are all choices people make. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So. so so out of those three, you mm-hmm. know, again, I, those two, no way. But the, the, the one that I would say 
it's tough is understandable yeah. in my opinion sometimes and it's very tough and i've seen a lot of it lately by the way yeah when people come in and see me whether it's from one of our workshops that we do or or just you know they've heard of us from the radio whatever i see a lot of the debt mm-hmm. coming from medical expenses mm-hmm. um and and i and and you know bills that they've stacked up at the hospitals or what have you but you know so i guess it, my point to saying all this is that if there was one that would be understandable, it would be the, the medical expenses one there. Right. Okay. Well, especially since the max out of pockets are so much higher nowadays. I mean, it's, you know, that can, that can kick somebody really quickly. So, yeah. Yep. So we're talking about a loan, a 401k loan. Um, the ramifications can reverberate well into the future. Mm-hmm. Withdrawals hurt the growth of your retirement savings. Yep. It could occur fees and penalties as well. Ideally, you should have a separate emergency fund for situations like those that may force you to take a 401k loan. Yep. Okay. Everything you just said. So everything we just said <laughs> yeah, should yeah. be done through an emergency account. But again, you know, if if, if you don't have one or just, you know, yeah. can't do it, then then I guess whatever. Yep. But, but Try to I mean, plan for one. Yeah, absolutely. You got to try to build that emergency fund. So that's what we always say is like, mm-hmm. hey, it's almost a subscription to what you know, like a Dave Ramsey would say, which is, hey, the, you know, make sure that we reduce debt as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So you, especially a credit card, those are no brainer. Get yeah. those gone. Get those gone. Then yep. build up your emergency fund. Make sure you have three to six months of your expenses built up in a savings account. And then we start saving for retirement. And then we start saving for kids' college. Yep. So that's kind of the order there. Right. But right. the last thing you want to do is fund any of those things from a retirement account. Right. So, anyway, Absolutely. You well, you already led right into my next question. So, <laughs> oh. so you can already start talking okay. about this, but you know, how much Sorry. should someone have an emergency fund? Maybe we can talk a little bit about kind of, you know, you kind of said the process, put money here and there, but you know, let's, do you have any examples or something you could give us? Yeah. So, um, actually there was an article titled, just so you know, okay. emergency cash reserves. Okay. And it appeared March of this year, uh, from the balance.com. You should have at least three months of living expenses in your emergency funds. I always say three to six, mm-hmm. and I lean towards six. Yeah, me too. Just because I tend to be more conservative with that. Because, again, if you're looking at medical bills, I mean, those things could just be astronomical. Plus, if you need a new roof on your house, I mean, there's just things that pop up um, that, that you have to pay for. Well, and for my HR world, you know, we've got, we see a lot of, you know, um, because of the changing world, you know, from my HR background, you know, of jobs, you know, we see, you know, when, when you get laid off from a job, you know, if you have a loss of a job and maybe you have some severance, that'd be great if you do, but if a lot of people don't, if they lose their position and you know, in reality, if you've ever searched for a position, finding a job is going to take you probably three, four months to even go through the whole process, right. To get, to get through it. So, you know, I'm, I'm with Brock on leaning towards have more of that six months because that way you're not you know, strapped. So, yep. And then we move on to what we call an opportunity fund. Mm -hmm. And I really like this right now. This is especially right now with what's going on in the markets Mm. and those kinds of things. Yeah. It's called an opportunity fund. So you, once you get that three to six months in the emergency fund, you can have another fund that's, excuse me, that is basically a cash reserve, but it's used when unique opportunities present themselves for investment in the stock market, real mm-hmm. estate, or other investments. Yeah. Yeah. Then you've got so, some, some money to do that, right? Yeah. So think about this. Think about this. Now, Now, if you're real young, this isn't going to make sense to you. But if you're middle-aged or, or in the 40s or 50s, you're, this is really going to hit home. If you had your emergency fund and you had your opportunity fund mm-hmm. in 2007 leading up to 2008 mm. and even in 2000, early 2009. Yeah. See where you're going. When the market was down 38%, okay, and you had a what we call an opportunity fund, mm-hmm. you <laughs> did very, very well <laughs> since If you were able to put some money in, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> now, people that had just existing balances or, you know, the money that you were dollar cost averaging into the market from your retirement uh, plan at work because, mm-hmm. you you know, you're buying it at different times, that's great. But what I'm saying is, is like take a big lump sum, like, yeah. okay, um, and, and, and I wouldn't do it so much as to say like an actual individual stock maybe, but like, cause that could be obviously very, uh, risky. Um, but if you did it in like a, an index fund or something like along those lines, uh, when the markets went down, wow, 
Yeah. Okay. And that's that opportunity fund in our business was what we call dry powder. Right. Right. In, in other words, you, you're willing and able to accept lower interest rates on a very conservative fund now uh, because you're going to use that money as an opportunity mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. it presents itself. Okay. And I'm not saying, hey, you should, you know, hang on right now and the market's going to crash and you'll have that money to do that. Uh, I'm just saying. There are corrections from time to time that present opportunities yep. in different markets. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So, all right. Are we ready for next one or how are we doing on time? Yeah. You know, I'm horrible yeah, on time. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, you know what? We do need it. I know. I, I told you. I, I just got you know, so keep excited talking. about all that opportunity <laughs> fund. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's real important that it people is. have that. So, anyway, okay. We're going to talk more about shocking retirement statistics and how you can avoid some of the mistakes that go along with those stats. It's all next on the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. When you think of a puzzle, what would you say is the most important piece? A corner? A side piece? I would argue the most important piece of the puzzle is the picture. And the same can be said about your retirement. Hi, my name is Brock Elspaugh from Innovative Financial Solutions, and I would love to show you your retirement picture. For more information, give us a call at 573-332-7855 or look us up on the web at theinnovativeteam.com. Again, that's 573-332-7855. Welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. Mm-hmm. I just feel like talking fast. I know, I and know. I and I kind of like your Barry White that comes in every now and then, so I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. My Barry White. Yeah, your Barry White voice. You get a little, you know, a little lower, deeper. Hello, so there it, there it is. There it is. So I think we've, you know... <laughs> are probably like, oh, Lord, the coffee's yeah. kicking in. Coffee's um, kicking so in. we're in our third segment, and we're talking about shocking retirement statistics and mistakes. So, you know, um, so far, I can't say I'm really thrilled about any of these <laughs> retirement statistics. Right. Um, it feels like a lot of individuals, obviously, are in poor shape when it comes to their retirement strategy. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that actually brings us to the article's last shocking statistic. Okay. It can be difficult to save for retirement if you don't know how much money you'll need. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is leading right into what we've always talked about, Mm -hmm. which is having a plan. Right. It's not good enough just to put money in an IRA or a 401k or a 403b, folks. Just hope that's enough. (laughs) Know what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how you're going to do it. Right. Right. And in the article, 46% of Americans are simply guessing on how much money they may need for retirement mm-hmm. 40 so half of Almost the population half, yeah. is simply guessing on how much they'll need for retirement so so let me stop right there okay okay let's say you're in your 30s mm-hmm. and you are putting money in a 401k and you you don't feel like you're quite ready to talk to a financial planner such as myself you you have so many uh, services out there and so many of the plans, the 401k retirement plans, mm-hmm. whether it be a principal or a, a, a empower retirement or, um, you know, whoever your provider may be at work, there are so many tools that these companies offer now for planning for retirement yes. and the, and how much money you'll need and those kinds of things mm-hmm. that a lot of times, if you just log into your account, you can go through what they, you know, have some retirement calculators, retirement income calculators that says, okay, if I, you know, if, if, if my goal is this per month to right. have an income, retirement income, I need to have this amount of money, lump mm-hmm. sum. And to get to that, I need to save this much money right now with this rate of return. So, I mean, and they'll the, even give the, you the date, tools are out there, dates out there, so you can even put in perspective dates. Absolutely, so when you, when you know, so like I'm age this, so I'm age, you know, the whatever. tools are out there. You don't, mm-hmm. you know, would it be best to incorporate everything and talk to a financial advisor? Sure, but there are tools for younger people that you know, if you want to mm-hmm. make sure that how much you're putting in makes sense, instead of just putting in a, a number, yeah, then then use those tools. And there's usually okay. someone at your employer that you can even talk to too. You know, there's going to be someone you can call or. Sometimes people have people that come visit. So, right. you know, use those resources while you're building your wealth. Correct. So, yeah. yeah. Only 12% of Americans surveyed in Transamerica's most recent study mm-hmm. have used a basic retirement calculator to determine their likely uh, financial needs in retirement. 12%. So 
46 percent are guessing 12 percent are actually <laughs> doing something about it well i would say that 46 percent does not surprise me because i know a lot of people um in my previous in, in places i've worked didn't even know how much they had in their retirement accounts didn't even look at well, the statements didn't look at all that stuff so you know i think they just kept putting money away hoping that it's going to be enough so if if you're behind on your savings mm-hmm whether or not you have a savings goal or not, it's not too late to design a strategy. Odds are you're uh, you're going to live longer than you expect. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this whole notion of I don't even know if I'll, I'll be living. At <laughs> yeah, that no time. one ever tell us that. We don't like to hear that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> we don't That's like, like that. saying, oh, I don't care about when I die, my wife will marry somebody else. Guys, stop saying that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it makes me sick when I hear that. Yeah, you get hit by a bus tomorrow. Yeah. So. And you'll therefore incur unplanned expenses during retirement. According to the Social Security Administration website, ssa.gov, which everybody should be logging into and creating your own account called My Account, okay, because you want to verify that's being reported for you in income is correct. Mm-hmm. Why? Because your benefit is based off of that. Right. Make sure it's right. So everyone should have an SSA.gov account or my account on that website. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. yeah. According <laughs> to the Social Security Administration's website, SSA.gov, and their life expectancy page, a, a man who turns 65 can expect to live until age 84 mm-hmm. on average. Okay. And a woman who turns 65 today can expect to live even longer mm-hmm. up to age 86 and a half. So, yeah. yeah, you know, there's an average is, you know, do you put your head in the freezer and your feet in the oven? Are you going to be 98.6? Mm-hmm. No. But my point is, is that don't use averages. I right. mean, that's what we do in this business. Yeah. We use an average of life expectancy. We use an average of rate of returns. We use right. an I mean, so my point is. Don't be afraid to use that. Yeah. Well, at least gives you an idea. So, but you know, I, I do have to do a little plug real quick on some previous shows because, you know, we have had some other shows where we talk about uh, women in retirement and then, you know, how to use social security in retirement for women. And just to plug one more time, you know, mo- I can't remember what the percentage, it was almost two thirds, I think, of women were not, um, poor we're not living in poverty prior to their husband passing so it is important to make sure that you're watching all of that and understand all their social security and ins and outs so anyway i'm gonna do a little plug for some previous shows there you go. <laughs> so um not only are americans behind in savings and potentially taking loans out on what little savings they have um sounds like we're unaware of how long they will be living and how much they should be saving so you know perhaps we should have a <laughs> name the article frightening statistics instead (laughs) i think that's probably most people believe that that was pretty frightening i think for most people so yeah you know that's 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 a uh that's a good point Uh and the statistics we've discussed today uh about americans retirement savings can be frightening Mm -hmm. um however you can improve your situation okay by creating a solid retirement strategy increasing your savings and making sure you're taking full advantage of any 401k match. Mm-hmm. That is the baseline starting point. Right. Right. Okay. And just remember, the sooner you start improving your strategy, the better. Mm-hmm. Everybody has seen the uh, the illustration of the boy or the young man who saves, you know, a penny a day mm-hmm. and increases it. And you've got millions of dollars when you're in retirement. Okay. Um, as opposed to the get, the person that starts at even 35 for 40. Right. Okay. You've just, playing catch up is hard to do. Yeah. Yep. Start now. In this game. Yep. It is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I mean, unless you just have time, a huge change in, in income or, you know, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Time, 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 people. That's mm-hmm. the most valuable tool when you're saving for time your value future. of money. Time value of money. The time value <laughs> of money. Yeah, sounds good. Right. Okay, so that was good. Those were good, scary, frightening, whatever we want to call them, statistics. <laughs> but I think it was good to, <laughs> for everybody to hear that, hopefully. So, um, you know, so let's um, kind of recap a little bit. So, yep. you know, we talked about the, obviously, the shocking retirement st- st- statistics. Woo! Now we're going to focus on some mistakes that can pop up when you're creating a retirement budget. Yes. Um, and then this reference we're going to talk about from another Motley Fool article from April 2019. Okay. And this one's titled, Three Reasons You May Be Miscalculating Your Retirement Income Needs. 
So we're going to address some of those reasons and determine some ways to avoid them. So, so three reasons. Yes, you three may, reasons. Maybe miscalculating your retirement income needs. Okay, let's yep. do it. So let's talk. That about sounds the, like a great plan. It by does. The way. Let's talk about the first one. Can you tell us the first common retirement mistake? Um. Yes. Yes, I can. Yes. Okay. I can. All right. You're, like, you're queuing me up here. You're like, I am hey, queuing you hey, up. Hey, you ready? Hey. Now let's go. Yeah, I'm, I'm a typical guy. I'm not picking up on your cues there. So, um, okay. So you, you you've been um, you've likely been told that you need to determine your retirement expenses, so you can create a plan that mm-hmm. adequately addresses them. Yep. However, accurately forecasting the future can be challenging. Think about your TV weather person's plot. <laughs> they often get blamed for forecasts that don't prove to be accurate. All the time. Yeah. 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 Like it was supposed to rain all week. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So well, we didn't get quite all the rain. That yeah. Started. So that's pretty frustrating. Obviously, we know. So um, let's let's hope, you know. Yes. We can make things a little bit different from this <laughs> from this standpoint. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um. So it does feel like that uh, it is a regular occurrence, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, poor weather people. I feel However, fine. according to SciJinx.gov, mm-hmm. okay, it's spelled S-C-I-Jinx, okay, J-I-N-K-S.gov, an educational website, seven-day forecast accurately predict the weather about 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. Five-day forecast accurately predict the weather roughly 90% of the time. Even with accuracy like that, the audience usually only remembers the wrong forecast. I would say that's true. That's an interesting stat. I love this correlation. Yeah, yeah, I agree. analogy. Yeah. Much like a weather forecast, I find that people's personal financial forecasts (laughs) are often 80 to 90% correct. Yeah, okay. So, in this segment, we'll focus on a few things that can fuel that inaccurate 10 to 20%. Okay. 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 Yeah. Are you yeah. ready? Yep. I'm ready. Okay. All right. So, um, okay. We're going to get out of the weather, right? So <laughs> yeah, we're out of the weather. That was just we're a little analogy now. for folks out there. Instead of just all the financial speak, we thought we'd bring in a yeah, little Yeah. No, I think that's analogy. a good one. You know, I, I would have really thought they were wrong more than that because they're right. But you know what they say too? What do we always do? We always focus on the bad, right? You know, we're, we're all guilty of that than, than truly what's good. So, yeah. um, okay. So what would you like to kind of tackle first? Okay, so talk about a little bit about budgeting? it's related to the first common mistake mentioned okay. uh, by Molly Fool in that article. Okay, uh, three um, mistakes to miscalculate your retirement needs. Okay, the mistake is recency bias, or the idea that it's easiest to remember things that have happened recently. Mm-hmm. So, accordingly, when creating a retirement budget, many people assume that their expenses are going to stay the same. But things often change as you age. You may need to pay someone to work around the house, mow your lawn, stuff that you used to do yourself and you just can't physically do anymore or don't want to maybe. Right, right. You may find that you spend less on uh, gas but more on utilities. Mm-hmm. So I'm not driving to work every day. You're home back, more. Yeah, you're home But more. you're at home more. Mm-hmm. Because you can't predict exactly what expenses will change, it's a good idea to build in some wiggle room into <laughs> your budget. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you just, you know, and, 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 you know, one of those things that we, we, we do, we do this for people and we forecast down the road and, but we, you know, we also take into consideration like, Hey, we're going to have, uh, our house paid off. Um, you know, we're, we're downsizing our home. Um, there's all kinds of things mm-hmm. that can force your budget to be modified slash uh, reduced or even maybe even increased, you know, depending on what your what your saving situation is like. So, right, right. Um, just, you know, you, you can't always hit it right on, but these things and thinking about these three mistakes can definitely help you get more accurate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. yep. Think wiggle room is always a good thing. Exactly. So, yeah. What's what's the next common thing we should be a mistake we might see? Okay, so boredom is another factor that can affect your retirement hmm. budget. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. During your working life, you likely spend 40 or more hours each week mm-hmm. on your work. Yeah. Work is relatively inexpensive, even if you factor in the cost of commuting and the occasional business lunch. Mm-hmm. Most of your time was occupied with work responsibilities. However, in retirement, 
those 40 plus hours mm-hmm. now belong to you. Okay. And it might be something um, that most soon to be retirees are looking forward to. Yeah. However, yeah. it can also lead to boredom. What does boredom do? It leads to eating. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, yeah. I was going to say that was it not does, though. It does, though. It does, yeah. Not? Yeah, because you're just... When you're, you're bored, like, you nervous eat or whatever they call it. You yeah. know, you're just munching on those chips because you're bored. Yeah, or some people who don't eat because they're not active. That's crazy. Yeah. That's That would be me. That's a lot of <laughs> counter time to fill. It's likely yeah. that you'll be spending more money mm-hmm. to fill some of those hours. Um, but a nerdwallet.com article from May of 2018, so last year... Let's get real. What an average retirement cost. Mm. Okay. And so, uh, and that does include the food, which averages about $483 per month for retiree households. Okay. Uh, that gives you a total monthly average of nearly $700 for food and entertainment each month mm. between eating out and, and then your grocery bill. Right. Okay. Now, again, that's an average. I don't know if that's true for everybody. It seems kind of high to me, yeah. but I don't know, know. that's just what the article said. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, so that, all that adds up it does. really Really quick. It does. Okay. Um, And so lastly, I would caution you not to assume that all expenditures are more than expected. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, In fact, according to the latest Bureau of Labor Statistics data, quote, unquote, older households, meaning households led by someone 65 or older, Mm -hmm. spend an average of $45,756 per year. Okay. Or roughly $3,800 per month. Okay. Okay. That is nearly $1,000 less than the monthly average spent by all U.S. households. So, okay. you know, That's a good number the, to know. I think the yeah. point there is, is yeah. that, you know, you, yeah, your expenses do go down. Right. Why? Because you have Medicare instead of your really expensive work coverage. Right. Um, you've got, um, um, you know, your Social Security coming in. Your house is paid off. No kids in the house. I mean, so. Hopefully you're living a lot yeah. less debt. <laughs> you're, you're yeah. more closer to debt free. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Okay. So that's probably all we got for yeah, this segment. Yeah, so We're wrapping up. There we go, folks. Those are the three mistakes. Okay, so we've covered some of the statistics in the mm-hmm. first couple segments. In this last segment, this one right here, we've talked more about um, the mistakes. So three mistakes that we, that we have identified in the article from uh, Motley's Fool. So hopefully the, all of this information has helped. We're going to wrap up this segment. We've got one more segment to go, so stick with us. We're going to talk more about what happened in the markets in May, so I know a lot of you open up your statements and you're going, oh my gosh, May was just a really bad month for a lot of people, but we're going to bring in a special guest and we're going to talk more about that. It's all next on the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Innovative Financial Solutions by visiting theinnovativeteam.com or by calling us at 573-332-7855. All right. Welcome back to the Retirement Playbook brought to you by Innovative Financial Solution. We're here with you every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. And today we've been talking about uh, different retirement statistics. And then we led into some mistakes. So we uh, are bringing these up because we don't want you to make these mistakes. We don't want you to be one of these statistics. We want you to make the right decisions uh, from the beginning. And because uh, if you do that, it's a lot more efficient than trying to fix things later on. Okay, so um, we've been talking about those mistakes. We've been talking about the statistics. And something that is that I felt like is relative to that is, is that your rate of return in your portfolios, too, and making sure you don't make that mistake. And what mistake is that? That's not lining up your risk tolerance with what your objective is from a rate of return perspective. And so I thought it was quite timely to bring in Matt Bryant from Grady Investments because I'd like to do a little recap on how the markets are doing so far this year, how they did in May. And I know a lot of you out there are opening your 401k statements and you're seeing, you know, down four, down five, down six, down 7% just in one month. And it kind of gets you uh, emotional about things. And that's something you definitely don't want to do when it comes to investing. So again, I'd like to bring in Matt Bryant from Grady Investments. Good morning, Matt. How are you, sir? Good morning, Brock. Thanks for having me. All right, so uh, you wanted to give us a little bit of recap. I think that's a good place to start, and then we'll kind of relate what you're discussing uh, to our topic today, which is the statistics and the uh, the 
mistakes that people make in retirement plan. So sure. give us a little recap of what's been going on. Sure, absolutely. So as a lot of people are probably aware, 2019 uh, started off with a bang in the equity markets. Um, we had the tough quarter four of 2018 where things were down quite significantly. Things reversed course quite quickly into 2019 and we saw a very strong rally. Now, we got to the month of May and things were a little different. We hit, hit the skids a little bit. The S&P 500 was, for example, down just over 6%. So, you know, we know things don't go straight up forever. And in fact, our team here had kind of said, hey, don't be surprised if we see a little pause in the market and things did pull back. And so we did see a 6% decline um, in the month of May. But if we look at this week in particular, we seem to be back on the right track. Yeah, you know, in a lot of that gain in the first few uh, few months of the year was a lot of that was due to the decline that we saw in the end of 2018, right? True, absolutely. I mean, it's not a surprise that, you know, when the S&P had hit about 20% down going into Christmas Eve, you know, at some point you felt that things were going to reverse course because the fundamentals were still pretty strong. Overall, the economy is pretty strong. Right. People are working, spending money. Consumers are generally happy. So we didn't think that was going to be a prolonged downturn. And sure enough, starting the day after Christmas, we saw a sharp rally. And it really continued almost without um, without a blemish until we got to the month of May. Right. right. So, um, you know, again, I think you're familiar with what we're talking about this week. And what I'd like to do is have you expand on, because, you know, you're not only on the investment, you know, strategy side, but you also help develop plans as well. And so what do you see when, when, when months like may happen and, you know, people's emotions are high and I mean, we all know what to do, right. Which is pretty much stay in the game, stick to your plan. But, um, you know, what, what have you seen? Have you seen anything crazy as far as what people will sometimes do when it, when a month like may comes about? Yeah. So I think what we see is people that don't have a plan tend to make more knee jerk reactions and, we know volatility ex exists in the stock market. You know, that's part of it. People invest in the stock market knowing that over a long enough period of time, things go up. But in the short term, you know, news events, geopolitical tensions, those types of things can drive a lot of volatility in the short term. What we try to do and what we do when speaking with clients is say, we built this plan specific to you. We have a long-term perspective. Don't let what happens in four weeks or even four quarters impact day-to-day -day decisions on the long-term piece of yeah, your portfolio. That's, that, that's great advice. And, you know, where I see a lot of problems, though, when it comes to, you know, months like May in relation to what people do and how they react is, in my experience, is when the people are doing it themselves, like they're managing their own investments. And they just get to a point where they're just kind of lost and, and making sure that, you know, they're going to obtain their long-term goals or anything because it just, it's emotional and you start making decisions based off of those emotions and it's just a train wreck, you know? Right. And uh, it could be extremely stressful when it's your nest egg and you're responsible for the performance of it and well, yeah, you're but, in there day and, to day. And on top of that, man, if you're married, right? I mean, you have a spouse now sure. that's counting on you. You have your family that's counting on you and you have to do it all and make sure that it gets done correctly. And uh, you don't run out of money. So that's that's going to be a daunting task for some individuals that don't do this on a basis, you know, or excuse me, a daily basis. Um, okay, so I'd like to touch on one other thing with you. Um, you you'd mentioned, you know, hey, there's some short-term things and there's some noise out there uh, right now currently that we're all dealing with uh, as it pertains to the markets. And that's that's the tariffs. So what is, what is your stand on the tariffs and how it affects right. the market? Or maybe not long-term, right. the so, rest of the year. Sure, I think, you know, the trade tariffs, which started the conversation started maybe 18 months ago to close to a couple of years ago. And in the short term, when there's a lot of news coming out about, Hey, we're going to levy tariffs on China. And then here recently, we're going to levy tariffs on Mexico that causes uncertainty in the markets. And one thing that the markets don't like is uncertainty. So that causes a lot of volatility in the short term. Now, we all expect that at some point there's going to be a resolution right. to the trade tariffs. Now, it, 
it's going to hurt in the short term. And I think that's to be expected, but in the long run, it ought to benefit people. So it's a matter of filtering out the fundamentals of the market because that's what drives markets long-term while taking in this new news and knowing that it's going to cause these different spikes in, in the equity markets, but knowing that, Hey, if we stay the course and if we digest the news as it comes in and filter out what really matters, you're going to be better off for that. You know, it's going to be really, really interesting. I think this will be the telling uh, of the tale here, which is when earnings, the next earnings rounds comes about here in the next few months um, from companies that are reporting earnings, you know, public companies that, you know, that's what you're invested in, right? Your stocks. Um, and it will be telling to see how those tariffs affect those earnings, right? Because that's really right. what drives the market. And that's what drives the market going up or down is the earnings. And, and how do people, how do companies earn money? Well, it's the consumer buying their product. And the consumer is still quite strong. And so I, I really, man, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but I just sure. don't think this whole tariff thing is, is going to affect the stock market as much as we really think. Uh, in the midterm. And what I mean by midterm is in the next one or two years. You know, um, Now, that's a different discussion if we're talking about the economy slowing down, right? And as far as, you know, unemployment uh, creeping back up and people aren't spending as much and those kinds of things, that's a totally different uh, situation. So anyway, all right, Matt, well, listen, thank you so much for joining us this week. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you next time. Okay. Great to be here. Have a good one. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, everybody, that's it for this week's show. I hope you've enjoyed it and got something out of this retirement statistics and some of the mistakes that we see, and hopefully you can avoid those. And uh, you guys uh, have a great week out there. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock and Daniel Alspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspa, Danielle Alspa, and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.